So hey guys, it's Char from Diva to Diva Talks. I didn't get a chance to really talk to you guys last week because I was um, getting a much needed vacation, which I typically don't take too often. However, it was necessary for me to, um, you know, start getting in, in a little uh, vacation time. Hey Fred, thanks for watching. Hey Mike, thanks for watching. Good to see you in here on Su uh, Susan. Hey Claudine, glad you're here. Uh, we're going to have a, a really good segment today. Uh, the segment is going to be about being too independent. We are also going to talk about men and their prostate. Now, that's a big one. And I know, ladies, you know, it doesn't affect us. However, if you do have a significant other or... Um, you know, someone that you are dealing with, how whatever the case is with your relationship with someone of the male species, father, brother, um, any of those things, you still um, want or should be interested because there's things that you could possibly tell them, give them a little insight in, into what to look forward to or uh, what they should be doing. Claudine, yes, I am a little tanned. I was, um, I took a cruise to Mexico and we poured it into different, um, Island. So it was it was great. And yeah, I am like kind of like real dark. <laughs> so um but I'm going to give people a chance to get here because the last two weeks have not been we haven't really had a lot of interaction. I was trying to get a quick chat in before um I boarded the plane last week and it didn't kind of go as planned, so it was like really really quick. So <clears throat> So let's um, give a few more minutes to see uh, more people come in. Yes, Fred, I know it's important. Hey, Leslie, thanks for joining. So we, um, I'm going to give some of the um, men a little more time to get here because, you know, they tend to move a little bit slower than us ladies. <laughs> so the first thing that I want to talk about is being too independent. And I know um, a lot of women... I, I don't know that so many men are too independent because most of the men that I know, you know, they want somebody to take care of them, whether they're sick or whatever they have going on, they want somebody to take care of them. But women have a tendency, in my opinion, and again, just my opinion, to be a little bit too independent from time to time. And it really can hinder you. Um, so I pose two questions. In the first question that I pose is, is there anything wrong with being independent? I say no. Not um, When you're independent, there's a couple things that you have going on that I think is can be at, to your advantage. Learning not to depend on others means never being let down. If you are wanting people to do this or do that for you, or you depend on them to come help you or come take you somewhere and they don't, you feel like, oh, this person has let you down. But if you're depending on yourself for those things, meaning you have your own transportation to get where you have to be, um, if you're, you're taking out your own trash, and I'll, I, well, I'm gonna go back to that trash thing in a minute, but just a bunch of different things that you're doing that you're, uh, you know, that to you, it's cool with being independent to others may not be. Uh, when you do things yourself, you know what the outcome will be. If someone's helping, you don't always know what's going to go on, you know. So, 
if you do it yourself, you know it's right. Or you know it's the way you want it to be. Which in turn is uh, being independent. Hey, Nelly, thanks for joining. Hey, Lola, thanks for joining. So if you are, those are, those are forms of being independent and they, they work. Financially, whew. Um, and these are things that I call pros. Um, financially, you know what your expenses are and how you can tackle things. Sometimes when you have more than one person, you know, unexpected things come up. Maybe they spend a little bit too much money or, um, you know, they, a lot of the stuff just goes different when you're, when it's more than one person that you're responsible for financially. So, uh, therefore, you know, you, you learn how to be independent on your own. You learn how to say, hey, I got these bills coming in and I got to figure out a way to pay these bills. And you're not factoring in someone else helping you. You're not factoring in that someone else could bring some extra bills. You know what things are and how that you can, you know, work those things in. So I say some of the cons are in the relationships and the partner needs to feel needed. Yes, thanks, um, Lola. Yes, I made it back safely and I got back home yesterday. So I'm trying to get back into my mix. Hey, Eddie, thanks for joining. Um, so in, in, in relationship, um, your partner needs to feel needed. Sometimes we um, can make a man not feel needed when it's things that he wants to do for us. We have this, oh, I got it. Or if he wants to um, tell us something that we already know. Oh, I already know that. You know, so it can hinder some of those things um some people when you're when you're too independent no one wants to help you because you criticize how they do things because nothing that they're doing is right especially if they're not doing it the way that you want it to be done um what they're doing is not right so that's also a kind uh staying busy and working on our lives and ourselves being too independent that can happen you're just you know, life is about me. I got to do this. I got to do that. I want um, my life to be a certain way. And, and I'm not worried about anybody else. I'm not worried about helping people. I'm not, it's all about me, me, me. You know, and we always talk about self-love. Yes, self-love is great. However, you have to make sure that there's a balance there with that. So, you know, I see that as a calm. You know, we we alienate. When you're too independent, we alienate ourselves sometimes because we've become comfortable with being independent and let me tell you that's not always a good thing so you definitely want to try to balance the two you know for example um if you are in a relationship with a man we're going to use relationship portion now and then we'll go to um portions in the workplace about being independent but if you're in a relationship with a man and um, he's, you know, giving you a little advice or he's saying, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. A friend of mine was talking about buying a house and he wanted to go into all these things about buying a house and this and that. And, you know, the paperwork you have to do, what you need to have ready. Now, I bought a home before, so I was quite aware of the process. However, I let him go on and say what he needed to say because to me, I knew that it meant it's what he needed to get across. So I was like, okay, there's my moment of, or my saying, we need to shut the hell up sometime. <laughs> 
So I was like, okay, I'm not going to say, hey, I already know how to do that. I'm not going to say, hey, I bought a house already. I'm going to let him give the advice that he needed to give because, again, he needed to, um, how you say, feel needed. So I didn't want to demonstrate being too independent because I knew the things I didn't necessarily have to say that. And see, sometimes we get into that, oh, well, you don't need to do this and do that because I already know. Uh, well, so what you know? Sometimes just let that person give you a little guidance. Now, I granted, it can get overboard sometimes, and they're just, you got to say, hey, you know what, sometime, okay, babe, um, I know that, and let that go. But it, you don't need to do it continuously. You pick your battle when you're going to say that. You let this person... Um, you know give you what they're going to give you you receive it and then you keep it moving so yes being too independent in a relationship can kind of hinder so i kind of made um you know few few notes on this because i was really curious to see um what some people had what some people had to say yes right we're going to get to the prostate after we talk about being um too independent so we'll have you chime in there. But you're going to also chime in with talking about being too independent because you're also independent. And, um, you know, there are some pros and there are some cons to being independent. But I think being too independent is, is not a good thing. Um, remember my motto with that, ladies. Sometimes we just got to shut the hell up. And if it means that you got to take some nonsense, you got to hear some nonsense, just go ahead and listen. Oh, okay, babe, I hear you. And then move on. I, what I use as a as a tool sometimes is, I'll give an example. Let's talk about hair. Even though this has nothing to do with it, but it will give you an idea of where I'm trying to go with things. If you are a person that does not care whether your hair is long or short, if you are with a man that likes long hair or short hair, what's wrong with accommodating what he likes if it doesn't matter to you? And so that's what I would say. People are like, he can't tell me what to do with my hair. But if it doesn't matter to you, why do you care? And so um, that's what I use. So sometimes, yes, too independent. If he got to tell you something, let him tell you something. So what? You know, now if it's excessive, because there are some men out here that, 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 that they talk just as much as women do. And they got to tell you everything as if you're dumb and don't know anything. Then, yeah, sometimes you got to sit them down and say, hey, babe. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm smarter than the average bear. So it's a give and take thing. Um, one of the other things about it is in your professional life. People can be too independent in their professional life. And I don't think that people realize that. A lot of people um, measure success with being independent. As if to say, I don't need anyone. I made it. I made my way. I did all this on my own. I am the bomb and I don't need anybody. That's too independent professionally. So Fred says, I'm grateful being independent. I go to work and go home. There's nothing. There's nothing. I mean, nothing in the street or clubs no more. Um, okay, but yeah. Uh, Think about this, Fred. Yes, you make a home and you do, you can do whatever you want in place. If someone came into your space, would you be able to adapt with them in your space? Would you be able to say, you know what? Oh, let me compromise on some things. I'm telling you, I know it would be hard for me. I am super independent. 
I think I'm borderline and that too dependent. Because uh, I, I, a lot of times I'm like, no, I don't need no person for that. Or I don't want a person to do this. Or I don't want a person to do that. Hey, Susan, thanks for joining. But I will tell you, sometimes you don't realize how much you kind of put yourself in that space. For example, uh, I was going down the highway one day and my tire went out. And yes, I had triple A and all that good stuff. But for a moment, I was like, Oh, how good it would be to just call somebody and be like, hey, you know what? I got, I'm doing something important. Uh, something happened to my tire. Can you come wait with the car? Let me take your car. Let me. So in instances, yep, it's good. You know, I've come outside in the morning and had a flat tire, which means now I have to alter my day. Maybe I can't go to work because I have a pretty long commute. You know, things like that. And let's not start on this trash. I hate to take out the trash. You know, so... <laughs> I think some things we, you know, we put ourselves in a position and we don't even realize that we are that way. I think for me, um, I, I, it would take a lot of getting used to for someone to be in my space. I, I, I know I'm independent. I know I like things a certain way. I'm not saying that I can't compromise. I'm saying that it would be an adjustment. So, um, but there are some people, there's no compromising in that. They're just like, look, this is the way it is. You get in where you fit in. And if not, hey, that's up to you. Leslie says, you compromise for whomever you want to compromise for. When that person comes along, you will know it and it won't, and it won't be such a chore. Yes, I do believe that. And Leslie always tells me that. Because she's like, you talking who you want to talk to, you going to. And she's right. It is true. And, um... I think sometimes it's just a matter of, uh, like you said, what's important or who's important to you as to where you can do those things. In your um, professional life, when you're very uh, independent, you have a tendency not to ask your coworkers for help. Hey, Danny, thanks for joining. Lola says, I'm only, I only adjust if he's worth it. Hmm. But what determines, I guess what determines if he's worth it is what, what he means to you. That, that's a good, good uh, way to think of it. It's something I would have to really, really put some thought into. Because sometimes I say, oh, he's worth it. I'm a little wishy-washy sometimes. With, oh, he's worth it. Next week, nope, he's not worth it. <laughs> this week, he's worth it. <laughs> you know, so... Um, Yes, and everyone is not worthy of your adjustment. So that's something to also be careful of. But if, even if you're not making um, such an adjustment, still be careful that you don't become too independent and thinking that me, 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 you know, um, I don't have to worry about anybody else because you do. Unless uh, he says worthiness is all relative. What works for me might not work for you. Absolutely. That is the absolute as the guy in the truth, and I always tell people, you're, you're crazy, it's not my crazy. Your level of I've had enough is not my level of I've had enough. So everybody has their level, their levels, and you have to know your level. Eddie says, if he's not worth it, why are you with him? Hmm. Well, because sometimes a person has some good qualities, not all the qualities. <laughs> Um, that's what I think, but I'm, I'm with you. I have a tendency that if, if I feel like, Hey, I'm not, you know, with you there or something, I'm not just going to do this and do that for you. I'm not going to bother with you, but it just really depends on each person. 
Some You might be doing for, something for that person. They might be doing something for you. And it's enough for you two at that moment. Uh, doesn't mean you're going to have this lifelong relationship. It's a in-the-moment thing for this time period. And then maybe both people move on. And I think that really just depends on where both people are in their life. And if that other person agrees that, okay, yeah, we're just enjoying what we have and we're not so concerned with being um, more. So, um, but I guess that's a choice, Eddie, because I'm with you there. I I typically don't really uh, stay with people if I don't see those things happening for me. Lola says it's all about learning. They're always worth it in the beginning. Yes, that is certainly true. In the beginning, hey, everything is great in the beginning. <laughs> and then you're around for my ooh, I get it so my nerves. Ooh, I don't know if I could deal with that. And so then at that point, people decide to make a choice and say, no, mm, maybe I should move on. Or some people give time frames and things. Let me hang in there a little bit longer. Let me see what can happen. And then go from there. Maybe you give it, I don't know, two or three months to see what happens. It's all good. And if it starts going downhill, and you say, okay, let me get two more months. And that happens with a lot of people. Some people have been in relationships for a really long time that they didn't need to be, you know, um, be, just because they want to keep it going. Not always. Sometimes we ignore red flags for the sake of, be, of not being lonely. That's true, Leslie. Yes. A lot of people um, don't want to be by themselves. And so they will endure the person that they're with and that quirkiness and the things that they dislike about them and everything because they don't want to be alone. And um, I think that's in one of the points in touching on is not being too independent, but I think it, that happens when you're, it's unhealthy. You're unhealthy in, in the independent and not being independent. Um, you know, when... And I was talking about being in a workplace. I've experienced this in my workplace where a person feels so dependent about what they're doing. So, oh, I got this. I don't need nothing. That they won't ask for help. And, you know, uh, not asking for help can hinder a lot of things. And see, again, that goes personal and professional. But in your professional life, if you don't ask for help, think about it. If you're in a team of people and you got all this going on and something goes wrong and you're not sure and you're not asking for help, you don't threw the whole team under the bus. I know. Um, so it kind of helps. You know, one thing that I, I thought about is when we're born, we're, we're all born helpless as a baby. We depend on um, our mother's nourishment and all these things to help us get along until we come into this world. When we come into this world, we still have to get help from our mom, our dad, whomever, until we grow into a, a person that does not need as much help from anybody. So it's evident that we're going to need help from someone. We were born that way. Um, you grow up hearing that being dependent makes you weak. I don't know how many times I've heard that from people. Oh, you depend on you just weak. You just weak. You can't get out here and do anything on your own. I really think that that's incorrect. Um, I think if you have a healthy dependency, then it's a good thing. You know, um, by no means should it be viewed as, as weak if you have a healthy dependence. Susan says, I think our independence scares people. Yes, we may need help, but we know how to handle things ourselves. True. 
We do. And it does scare some people. And I think it scares some people because they're like, oh, is this person really going to be able to adapt if should we go more they've been by themselves so long and i've heard this i've heard people say to me oh you've been single for so long um you think you could even make it in a relationship because you're used to doing your own thing and so people draw an opinion about the situation you're in but not really knowing if that's something that you can do and leslie says yes teamwork is essential in professional and personal relationships because if you're in a uh personal relationship with another person hey you got a team hey hope thanks for joining hey marlon thanks for joining i know um i just think that the the professional life it really really can can mess you up what if there's a person that has a lot of knowledge in what you're working on but you're too wrapped up in i got it i got it to ask questions to learn some more you know um you do that also it's an isolation you isolate yourself from everybody else and you don't even realize that when people are so independent they isolate themselves from other people when you get isolated you don't feel like anybody is there for you some people become depressed because they're so isolated but it's they push themselves into that position without even realizing that that's what they did so you know um you want to be careful i i wrote down some things here that says if you feel hard um to ask for help try a few things uh try working on a project with someone and see what happens if you work on this project with people and you get into this mode and don't want to ask questions and this and that then you should know oh uh, yeah i might have a little issue there uh also think of what knowledge you can gain by asking people questions um or you know being not too independent by interacting with other people in a relationship communication can improve because tension is based on trying uh, on a war of uh, verbal a verbal war excuse me when you are too independent sometimes you get into a communication war with your spouse because you know they know and no one wants to say okay Go ahead, say what you need to say. Let me say what I need to say. Let's get this out. Let's work together and let's keep moving. Again, as we talked about, a team it still all builds down to that same thing. So you can really sabotage your relationship if you pull yourself into this little corner and be so, oh, me, 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 me. I got this. I don't need your help. I this, this, this. Even um, I know like myself with my business, I, I'm not so much into it that I don't need someone's help. I recognize that I need people's help, but what I also look for is quality help or help that I know people are going to be able to do what I want them to do in the way I need it to be done. Now, some people say, hey, your way is not the best way. I'm open to suggestions. If you can show me that my way is not the best way, hey, get to it and we in there. But for a person that's been independent for so long, you need to be able to show me that if I've been doing it this way, if I do it your way, it's going to work out. Because I know my way works. And doesn't make that right, but that's just kind of how I am. So Danny says, people open up to people too soon before getting to know if that person is worthy. We base too much off the attraction. Ooh. Off, wait a minute. We base too much off, <laughs> off the attraction. Wait a minute. Okay. 
and don't allow things to flow naturally. We force things to happen with people that we want them to happen with and don't give the time to those that are worthy because that's not who we want to give our time to. It's hard to deal, it's hard to work or deal with people once you've gotten to a certain stubbornness. In most cases, that is too hard to change once you get older. I agree. Hi, Wendy. Thanks for joining. I agree. A lot of relationships are forced relationships. And I think it, it's a two-part thing. Kind of what Leslie said about people not wanting to be by themselves. So when you do um, jump into something and you get to learn this person and the person isn't what you think you want, now you're in it. But you don't want to be by yourself, so you kind of stick with it. And you just go through all these changes instead of saying, hey, this isn't working. Is it working for me? Is it working for you? Let's, you know, go our separate ways and let's say, hey, all right, we got to do something different. Or we still cool, but this me and you thing can't work. So, so that's some, some very good points. Um, one of the things that uh, I think when you are dealing with being too independent is to just know where you are in life. If you know where you are in life and you know what's going on in your life, then you'll be like, okay, you know how to adjust. If you're a person that can adjust, because not everybody can adjust. We know that. We know some people that are stuck in their ways. When, as um, Danny said, when some people get older, my way or the highway. And they, there's no change for them. And so if you come across a person that is like that, you need to be careful. You need to uh, maybe not deal with that type of person. If, if, you're, if you know that they're not up for changing. No two people are going to think alike. No two people want the relationship to be the same way all the time. You have ideas of what you want. You got to discuss them and you got to move forward with them. But no two people are going to want things exactly the same. Hey, Karen, thanks for joining. So you want to just make sure that when you're dealing with this, whomever you decide that you're going to deal with, that you guys are on the same page. You want the same things. Um, you're going to think about how you're going to go about it. And again, women, you know, um, with my famous line, sometimes we said we just have to shut the hell up. If a man is explaining some stuff, oh, just let him go ahead and explain it sometime. And if he a chitter chat all the time and don't let you get nothing across, then sometimes you got to say, okay, babe, you know, I know these things already. Um, I don't need you to tell me again. But you don't constantly have to do that. Uh, both parties need to feel needed. When a man is giving an explanation or he's trying to help you with something, that's his way of feeling needed. Sometimes women, we just want the man to hear whatever we're going through. So that's our way of just getting it out. Doesn't necessarily we need this, need this man to comment. We don't need him to give us a solution because, you know, <laughs> a man's biggest thing, most of them, is to find a solution to the problem. Well, it is a problem, but not in the sense that we need a solution. It's in the sense that we just need you to listen to us. Just listen to what we got to say. You know, I'm a type of person that I, I'm, I have a lot to say all the time, and I live alone, so you never know. When I get around people, I may just talk for forever, and my friends know me, but I'm clear that I'm a talker. But one thing that I do know is when I got something to say, I want you to hear, and that's it. I don't, sometimes, 90% of the time, I don't need a reaction from you. I just want to tell you this happened, this happening. This is going on. That's going on. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just wanting you to listen. I, I've already got the solution probably. 
But I just want you to listen to what I have to say. So knowing the difference between the two is really um, good. <laughs> and men, you have to listen just as much as you want women to listen to you. Because a lot of men always say, oh, she's not listening to me. Are you listening to her too? It has to be a two-way street. Some men have to get that word too where I say shut the hell up. I use it for my women. But some of you men have to shut the hell up too. Because I know some men that are that are talkers. And every time you tell them something, it's, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. Or I know, I know, I know. Okay, well, you shut the hell up and let me tell you so that you can get what I'm saying. So Eddie says relationships, um, <laughs> relationships are based on teamwork and compromise. It's like you're in a bit. Ba- in a band sometimes your band leader <laughs> singer and sometimes you're the flute you just need to know when to play your part exactly <laughs> and I agree with Leslie sometimes you have to give a disclaimer before you start talking I hey babe I just need you to listen to me for a minute they can't read minds and we already know they want to take care of things by nature yes and you may put the disclaimer out but if the person knows you and they know that you this is what you do. You come home and you want to talk about your day. After a while, they should get that. And you, yes, you can give them a disclaimer. I just think that you don't need to do that every time. That they need to realize that, okay, yeah, um, she's just talking about something. And I don't need to give her a solution. And sometimes you might get the signals crossed. You might need to give a solution and don't know you do. <laughs> but it's in knowing your partner. If you know your partner, I think you two can kind of figure out when you're just talking about something. And if you don't, like Leslie said, go ahead and tell them, hey, babe, I just need you to hear what's going on with me today. You know, because I've dealt with people and I say, what happened to you today? They don't even want to talk about their day. You know, so it's like, okay, that's different. But, you know, you just, you just got to deal with it in how it comes to you. Leslie says, agreed. I guess I was referring to when you get to know someone. Yes, when you get to know someone, you got to give them your ins and outs. You got to tell them how you think, um, how you approach different things. And all, if you do those things at the beginning, a lot of times people don't get to know people. Um, as Danny said, they jump right in without even talking about that. Now, I'm a, I'm a talker, so I ask a lot of questions about a whole bunch of things. You know, I want to know, just so to speak, if we had young kids, how do you discipline your kids? You know, are you, do you give your children a spanking or do you talk to your kids? And put them in time out or do you get the belt out? You know, and, and I've run against some people that I know now that didn't have these conversations and they're already in these relationships and they've been together for some period of time and now they're having some issues. So, yes, you kind of got to go through the motions beforehand to see if you want to make, I guess, bigger motions. So, Danny says some people are not going to be honest with the person. That's very independent. We all have said at one time or another... Um, we all have said one time or another that we can deal with anyone. But as time goes on, we don't realize that our mindsets have changed and it's hard to deal with the strong, independent person. Most women don't allow you to get out a complete thought. It's usually good when one person is dominant and the other submissive. It keeps the stress down. Now, I don't know about that part. And again, we all here and we talk about our own opinions. I don't know about one person mm, being a little dominant mm, and the other submissive. Mm. I don't know. I guess that's a choice in in your relationship. I think you can have, maybe I wouldn't say submissive, but I I think you could have um, one person that's dominant and the other maybe a little less dominant. Like, I know I'm a dominant person. However, I know how to 
deal with the person. I know how to let them talk. And granted, it's not going to happen every time. It's going to be moments I'm going to jump in there when I got something to say. Like, oh, I can't wait. You know, I got to get it out. But I know how to talk to someone, let them say what they need to say, and then that's it. Eddie says, when a relationship first starts off, you meet the person's representative, not the true person. Mm, I think it depends on the person. I, I like to think I'm my true self when I meet people and only because of the statement that you just made I never wanted people to say oh you remember before you you were cool with this and you were cool with that and now you're not so I've incurred that years ago so now I'm a little different with that I'm, I'm using me up front because I don't want that to happen later down the line because I think it causes grief for both people because if the person is if they're represented if nothing like them which usually happens now you're in a situation to figure out if you don't waste your time with somebody hey Vicky thanks for joining so I tend to, to to shy away from um being that type of person I'm really like this is me you get what you get you either like it or you don't you know I know I talk a lot when I meet you I'm talking a lot too you know so I think it depends if that person is not secure with with who they are or feel like people will really like them maybe they do that Danny says I'm the same person you met day one yeah he is um and he talks a lot like me which is cool so we have some really good conversations and <laughs> as he said not always <laughs> when you are 40 plus and still allowing <laughs> your representative to show up yeah i think at this age if you if you're still doing that you're never gonna let it go you know um rain says i think needs change so behavior change based on that yes Yes, yes, yes. Your needs do change. And your needs will change based on life. You know, um, think about it. Everything that you do, well, it should change. Because if it doesn't change, that means you're not evolving in life. You're doing the same old thing over and over and over and over again, which is not a good thing. You definitely want to um, evolve in life, which, of course, means change. Is that both people have to adapt to the change. So as you're changing you need to be talking to this person about these changes because obviously you know you feel them things uh you're not getting along the same you need to have those conversations you know um yeah before i used to like this and now i don't like it and you know i think this is probably the way that we can deal with those things so i think it's a little bit of both hey missy thanks for joining so um rain and i agree i don't think most of us are the same people that we were um, some time ago, I definitely know I'm not the same person because I was, I'm still a talker, so don't, that part's never going to go away. But I was a talker that didn't shut up years ago. Now, I know how to shut the hell up. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think in that way, I'm evolving. I used to, um, I would say, so to speak, sometimes be combative. Where you said something, I got to get my point across. Now I'm like, okay, say what you got to say. And I take it in. Either I agree, disagree, and I go on and do whatever I got to do. And and it doesn't really matter as much to me to be, so to speak, right. I know. And so um, I'm, I'm glad that everybody has said, yes, Missy, you're in the process. I have witnessed that process. So um, it is going to happen for all of us. See, Leslie said, Charlotte, well, bless the Lord. Mm-hmm, because she knows. Danny, take your sunglasses off, because you know you can talk just like I can talk, but we have very good conversations and long conversations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Rain says, but if you're a man who is stuck, 
first thing they say is they met your representative. Well, they made a choice. He made a choice. If you met the representative and then you met the real person, you chose to stay. That person didn't hold a gun in your head. They didn't make you stay. You know, all of that. So if you stay, that that's on you. And guess what? I, I see that as a sign of immaturity. I see that as a sign that you don't want to get out there and do what you got to do or be by yourself. So you're going to stick in here with this person. And shame on you for doing it. Eddie says, I'm the same person. I just evolved as I grew older. Well, I'm giving you two poodles because I am not the same person. I All the way around, I have changed completely all the way around. Lola says, I'm the same laid-back person I've always been. Hmm. Let me think on that one. Hmm. I don't know about that, Lola. I think you're a little bit more laid-back now than you were before. You were uh, laid-back, but a different type of laid-back, I would say. Um, so... Yeah, Susan, change is good sometimes, and it, that's if the person is changing for the good. Some people change for the worse, so you kind of really got to, you know, weigh uh, evil <laughs> evil against <laughs> good. Disclaimer, I'm not referring to my personal life, just saying what I hear. <laughs> Rain, we got you. <laughs> so, we got a couple minutes left. I wanted to talk about prostate. We got a bit of men in here tonight and so in most of the ladies um you know if you're not in a relationship but you have male friends you have um fathers you have sons um and so uh a pro the prostate is a big deal now there are a lot of men that are dealing with this and that are not um taking care of themselves so i'm gonna put my little readers on here because i want y'all to know some of this uh good stuff that's right, y'all. I love this. Everybody's talking about the... Um, I should continue to talk about this. Maybe we'll go into the prostate next week, but I'm afraid all these men won't come back next week if we wait. Leslie says, I have evolved in some relationships, but my core values remain the same. Yes. Karen, I've changed. Wendy, I've changed, but I'm still the nicest person you'll ever meet. But you're definitely going to get my strong opinion on issues. Life brings about change. So although some may think that they have changed... They, ha they haven't changed, they have. Change is a part of life. Indeed, it is. Um, again, as I said, if you're living, you're going to change. And it might be one thing, but something about you is going to change. The way you view something um, is, is different. Something about you is going to change, no matter what it is. It could be one thing, it could be ten things. I can say for myself, I've changed a lot. And um, I'm still kind of like crazy in terms of fun, but... The way I view a lot of things, the way I handle a lot of situations have definitely changed for me. You, When I was younger, you could get more reaction out of me than you can get out of me now. I just sometimes sit there and look at people and say, oh, okay, and I'm going on about my business because I have so much, you know, going on in life more than, you know, just worrying about certain things. There's no, it's no big deal. And I feel like, why would I stress myself out over something that, um, you know, it's not all that important so uh but i you know i only thing i would say if i change for the worst y'all better tell me because all my friends i'm coming to find you if you don't tell me and you don't say hey girl you acting up or this or that if you're the same at 20 that you are 50 that's a problem it is 
yes, it is a problem. Uh, Susan says, talk about these men not going to the doctors and getting checked. Right. Because this isn't that long we're going to talk about. So I'm going to put my little readers on. So men and ladies, you want to listen too because you have some men in your life that this could possibly um, help. So there may be no signs at all with a problem with your prostate, but if you do, it could be frequent urination, uh, need to strain to empty your bladder, urge to urinate frequently at night for all you people that get up about 10 times a night to go to the bathroom, blood in your urine, blood in your seminal fluid, new onset of erectile dysfunction. Did y'all hear what I said? Let me repeat that. New onset of erectile dysfunction. <laughs> pain or burning during urination and pain when sitting. The prostate could be enlarged. Listen, a lot of men in these, as they hit these season years, start having erectile dysfunction and they feel that it's just, oh, I'm getting old or, oh, I'm just not interested in that person. So maybe, you know, because <laughs> it's always a blame on somebody else. <laughs> When that isn't going right. So sometimes they're avoiding what could possibly be wrong by trying to figure out all these things that could, you know, attribute to that instead of getting checked by the doctor. Now, having um, these symptoms does not automatically mean that you have prostate cancer. Um, there's, there are other non-cancerous conditions that these could apply to. Eddie said, I started getting checked every year since 45. Awesome. Because that's some, I think that's around the age that they tell you 40, 45 that you should. The same with women um, with breast cancer. Hey, Steph, thanks for joining. Um, Fred said, get a check. Ask me. I'm living my best life because I learned a little blood test tells a story. Stop being a punk guy. <laughs> so there are a couple tests that you can have done that um, kind of detect this. And there's one called the PSA test. And the PSA test is where they, the proteins that are released um, by tissues in the prostate are higher than normal. So they can test you by doing a, a blood test. The DRE test, the DRE test, is the test that most men hate is when a doctor does a test by feeling the area using his finger. <laughs> Not precise, but it can prompt you to go to the doctors and get it checked out more to see if something is, is going on. Let me tell you, you hear guys all the time make that comment about that man feeling around on him, but then it has saved many lives. So, you know, guys, don't be so um, sensitive about that. Hey, Erica, thanks for joining. Um, there's one called a biomarker test. The biomarker is a, a substance that is found in the blood, urine, or body tissues if a person has cancer. So they can also um, check that. They, they confirm what is found, and then they can decide what treatment you're going to need. Leslie said, hubby gets checked yearly. We both want to be around as long as possible. Awesome. And one thing I will say for a lot of men, if there is a woman in their life, um, and when I say men, that meaning it has to be your husband, your father, and all of that, they appreciate when you are concerned about having them getting these things checked. Some of them might need you to go with them because they just are afraid. They just are not sure what they're going to hear um so you want to lend as much support as you can to the males in your family hey wanda thanks for joining um now the there is 
<laughs> once they think that <laughs> I was just getting ready to say that Eddie once they think that they may have found something they want to do a little bit more extensive testing um, one of the testing is called the transrectal ultrasound uh, you see me blanket <laughs> that's the probe in the rectum that takes a picture of your prostate and men hate that even worse than they hate for the man to feel around and see if something's going wrong and he says a finger in the rectum don't make you gay stop and think get checked it can save your life indeed it can hey Kendra thanks for joining they also can do like a biopsy where they take a small piece of your tissue they test it see if it's cancerous or not um, a lot of times the, the transrectal ultrasound and a biopsy are the two that they do the most to confirm anything one thing that I did not find out is that I know you hear people say you have stage cancer uh, cancer stage one two three four well in this type there's like a stage one a stage two ABC like 2a 2b 2c stage 3 3a 3b 3c stage 4 <laughs> stage 4a 4 stage B news to me I always thought hey you you know they always went with the stages but obviously there's levels to these stages so even if you you know if they find something wrong there's a big chance that you're in one of these stages where something can be done and that the doctors can get you some type of treatment and let's talk about the treatment if um, in certain stages they'll do radiation or chemotherapy if they go in and they find something that doesn't need to be there they can use radiation and um, chemotherapy to kill off you know the cancerous cells there's also surgery now surgery is um, there's different type of surgeries there's one that's what they consider a radical surgery where they remove the prostate and um, altogether that can have some um, effects on your sexual life but we all know that Viagra is out there so if you got some issues I'm sure they can give you something to help work you along in, in that time and I also think that if you got all this going on you might not be thinking about too many things sexual anyway so but getting checked and, and, and taking care of that is more important than, than worrying about that there's also what they call robotic or laparoscopic uh, surgery which is less invasive they have a little camera that goes in um, you know they they make a little incision they put this little camera in through the incision and then they uh, can go in and see what's going on they can actually um, they usually I think it's removing um, some of the prostate gland they remove the prostate gland and then they also remove some of the tissue around the gland that could possibly have some um, cancerous cells in it that aren't showing yet that may come back later and that one is like they say very painful it's an inpatient outpatient you don't have to stay in the hospital you don't have to do any of those any of those things um it does have some side effects when it comes to sexual but if what i've heard and i know quite a few people that have had it is that um it's a temporary thing when it comes to sexuality you kind of go back to your life as is it doesn't happen right away it takes a, a little while for you to resume normal activities but most people, um, you know, things went back to normal for them. So um, they also have another um, type of surgery where they remove your um, testicles. If, if they felt like, in, you know, whatever it is that was going on, that was what was best. So the moral is you really, um, guys, you 
you have to go, you have to get checked. Um, you hear a lot of people talk about women and having breast cancer and this and that, and they're going to doctors. And but uh, men, that is just as important. Getting your prostate checked is just as important. Not having a check and then finding out something later can take you out of here. So um, you have wives, you have girlfriends, you might have a wife and a girlfriend, uh, whatever it is that you have going on. The, you know, these people care about you and they want to see you around for a long period of time and they want to enjoy life with you. Uh, you may have grandkids that haven't come into this world yet that want to see you and all these different things. So just be mindful that it's not all about, you know, it's it, being afraid is, is not where it is. Think about the other people in your life. I always tell people when you don't take care of some of these things, you're just being selfish. And so if you think about those that you love, you think about those that want to see you around, that want to, you know, do things with you in life and plan on, um, you know, spending the rest of their lives with you, get your prostate checked and, you know, get whatever treatment is needed. Don't be afraid. Take someone with you if you need to. Take a woman. Take another man with you. Because guess what? If you take another man with you, he should be getting his check too. So y'all can support each other. But men have a tendency, you know, they, they go through this whole thing about the doctor touching their rectum and all. And they got get over that, you know. Y'all big and bad and other things, be big and bad when you got to go to that doctor's because it's, it's going to save your life. I've had quite a few friends that have actually had to have the uh, robotic uh, surgery and they did great. No cancer all gone. Sex life back to normal. Life is good. So... You know, guys, you want to make sure that you're getting checked. And uh, typically, I have some um, items that I usually share with you guys, but I was on vacation, so I didn't really uh, purchase anything from anybody, but I'm going to be, um, again, purchasing some things. I always try to highlight um, businesses and some of the things that I've purchased. I have a girlfriend on here, Leslie. She does the... Um, the tumblers, the glasses with all the stuff on there that you, um, anything you want on there, she can put on there. I'm supposed to get one done. I just have to get my life together and get my artwork over to her. But Leslie, if you're still here, post your website in the room so that people can go check out some of the stuff. She has a page on Facebook. Um, she does quite a few different things other than the tumblers. Um, she does, I, I think I just saw something today where she did something for a, um, someone having a new baby. So you want to check her out and see some of the good things that she does. Uh, I haven't, uh, I'm trying to see cause she did some things for me that are, I think in my closet and I probably can't get to it, but, um, um, you guys, so check her out. And I think when I first got some of this stuff done she was in her early stages of her business and now she's booming she's doing a bunch of things and i believe it's called la designs oh there you go um so that's l l dot a dot designs dc is um on facebook so check out her page and she has some amazing things on there and leslie i promise i'm gonna get my life together and get my artwork in the form that i need i'm actually going to do a giveaway for someone once I um, get the artwork to her, I'm going to do a giveaway for someone with my Design by Diva information on it. And um, I'm going to get do a giveaway in, in this group to someone. So I just need to get the information over to her. I have, I have to have it in the right format, and I just haven't um, gotten around to, to changing things over. But, yeah, check her out. So, again, I always say I like to support businesses. 
We need to support entrepreneurs. We need to support, um, you know, those that are around us, those that are in our community. If we don't do it, no one will. We want to have people, you know, grow as far as they can in their businesses. And by the support of other people, that's how that happened. Hey, Shirley, thanks for joining. So I try to support, um, you know, as much as I can to everyone because... The more we support, the more that person grows. And can you just imagine, some people started some of their things off as hobbies, and now they're very big growing businesses. Also, if you're a person that has an idea or if you thought of something you possibly can do, put it into the works. See what it can do for you. See if you can, you know, um, make some extra money with it. You might even make more than some extra money. You might be surprised that some people started that I know that have actually let their um, jobs go and are now doing what they love full time. So you want to, um, you know, think about those things as well. Um, Eddie said, I forgot to hit you up. My ride is next weekend. Yes, I've done some um, shirts for Eddie. He does the tortoise shore bicycle ride. And if I remember correctly, I think they rode from Philadelphia all the way to Atlantic City. And so um, I did some shirts for them before. That's okay, Ed, not a problem. Um, Missy says, yes, yeah, I still have the glasses Leslie made for me six plus years ago and need to add to my collection. I still do too. And the thing about it is, you'll see, she has evolved a lot since then. Like her stuff is like just top notch now. So um, I got to get some new stuff because I still have mine. And I have a, a Dallas glass from her <laughs> that I, um, you know, use frequently. <laughs> So, um, but again, guys, I thank you for tuning in. Uh, last week, we weren't, we didn't get a lot of activity, of course, because I was running for that plane. But I will definitely be back next Sunday. Uh, we will have some more great topics. If you know of anything that you want to uh, talk about, uh, put it in the chat. We'll talk about that next week. We'll get some more information on this, um, get some different people's views, and then we'll get our conversation going. As always, I come up with something as things happen through my week. That's kind of how I picked the episode, something that happened through the week and something happened when I was on vacation. That's how I came up with being too independent. So, um, you know, anything you want to talk about, I'm open. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think Susan has something that she wanted to talk about. But if not, remind me. If I'll come up with something if we don't. But I hope to see you guys back next Sunday. Um, thank you, Leslie. And um, I appreciate that she said I, I'm doing a good job. I want to tell you guys, when I was living in Maryland, and I want to say this was probably like six years ago, I wanted to do what I'm doing now. And I always kept saying, I'm going to do a talk, a radio or something, because I like to talk. And y'all don't know, I'm home all week by myself, so when the weekend comes, I got a whole lot to talk about on Sunday. So, <laughs> but um, I... I I'm doing it now and it feels great and a lot of times I can't wait to the following Sunday to share some stuff. So I thank you guys all for joining. I'll see you back here next Sunday at 8 o'clock. Um, there's no games or anything on so y'all make sure if, when the season um, starts, y'all tell me when some stuff is coming on and I don't know about it. Um, I think basketball is over. Now I'm just going to tell you. Um, Sundays, I'm a football fan so when, when the weather changes on Sundays, we might have to um, talk about timing because i have to watch the game and, I th and the game's coming at nine so we should be good susan says let's talk about relocating for retirement awesome because you know susan i'm in a state that a lot of people relocate to when they retire and it's getting overcrowded so they need to go somewhere else no just joking <laughs> but i'll definitely um 
put that on the list and I'll get some information. I want to see what states. I'm very interested in seeing what states are like the top states that people are retiring to. And once all these people are retiring, is it changing like the, the price of the housing in that area and um, just different things? Because I've noticed that here, the pricing of the houses has gone up a lot since more people are retiring here. Um, the traffic has gotten worse since more people are retiring here. Um, so I'll definitely uh, look up some information and see what we come up with. But I look forward to seeing you guys next Sunday. Again, get any uh, you have any um, thing you want to talk about, send a message. Just, you can send a message to me individually or pop one in the room. And during the week, guys, if you see some inspirational stuff, and all, go ahead and pop those things in the room. Let other people read them. You never know what a person might need to hear that week to get them going. I'm going to work on start putting things in there at least two or three times a week just to kind of give us a push along because I tell you by Wednesday, I'm wishing it was uh, Saturday. So <laughs> um, I'm going to work on doing that too. But again, hey, Danielle, thanks for coming in. You need to get here at 8 o'clock next Sunday. We're getting ready in for the day so people can have their wine and relax for the rest of the evening. But again, thanks, guys. I will see you uh, next Sunday, 8 o'clock. And one of our topics will be relocating for retirement. So you already know that's coming. Um, but thank you. See you next week.